Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Drew Ellis is the founder of Eye2Eye, a strategic digital business consultancy, and also Like Minds, which is a thought leadership platform. Drew is providing lots of opportunities for businesses to come together, to learn and to network, as he explains here. Well, thank you very much for joining me on the podcast, Drew. Uh, My pleasure, Liz. Good morning. So before we start talking about what you're currently doing and perhaps what you have planned for the future, I just want to take you back back a bit and talk about some interesting things in your business history. So um, first of all, tell me about your association with Catherine Hamnett. Well, that sprung out of um, a job that I'd uh, had when I left art college and I joined a group called Hypnosis um, who design record covers um, and probably some of the most famous record covers around. So they designed Dark Side of the Moon, they floated the pig over Battersea Power Station and one of the partner's uh, girlfriends worked for Catherine Hamnett and she said, look, Catherine wants to uh, design some t-shirts, some slogans. Um, can you come up with some designs for us? So I said, yeah, of course. And um, I was just racking my brains as to what the most powerful sort of medium of the day was. Um, and that obviously was newspaper headlines. And I remembered uh, The Sun, a very famous headline. Uh, this was during the early 80s and the Falklands War. And they just got that line that said, gotcha across the front cover um, and so I, I modeled the, the designs on, on the sort of sun newspaper headlines you know uh, not uh, Catherine wasn't going to have um, Freddie Starr ate my hamster but um, <laughs> it was uh, the whole idea was to, pr- to promote them as if they were they were uh, shouty uh, newspaper headlines and so we, we started off with choose life and then we did save the whale um, and we did we did quite a few all the way up to uh, one that was uh, supporting the AIDS pandemic, which was Stay Alive in 85. Um, but of course, they, they got taken up by uh, musicians, um, and most notably George Michael, who very kindly wore my Choose Life t-shirt on his video for Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. And that just then exploded and you've got Frankie goes to Hollywood saying Frankie says relax. And uh, I think Bob Geldof used it for run the world after Live Aid. Um, And it just seemed to proliferate around the world. Wow. Those were such iconic T-shirts at the time. And I I can just picture George Michael actually in that video now wearing that T-shirt. How did that feel to have your work sort of in front of so many millions of people? It's such a great video that I still I still watch it today. Um, Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I I never really appreciated it at the time. Uh, I sort of almost appreciate it more now than I did at the time. To me, it was a a job. You know, uh, it was yet another project. Um, one memorable occasion was when Catherine rang me and said, I'm going to number 10 to meet Margaret Thatcher and I need a T-shirt and I need it to say, I can't remember the percentage of something like 58% don't want Pershing, which was a cruise missile that the US wanted mm. us to house in this country. And I said, well, 
you know, when are you going? And she said, in two hours. And I thought, (laughs) well, we're never going to get a T-shirt printed in that time. You know, silk screens made and all of that sort of stuff. Um, So I said, look, let me, I'll I'll, I'll think about it and uh, and I'll call you back. And then I remembered that in those days, um, there was a, a place called Process Supplies in Farringdon, which was just behind my studio. And they would have boxes of 12 by 16 inches uh, photographic fabric, photographic canvas, uh, where photographers would would print landscape photographs and onto onto sort of canvas to make it look like it was a painting, mm. I guess. Um, so I ran down the road and got got a box of this stuff, and I letrosetted. For those of you that remember letroset, uh, which were a, you know, a rub down lettering, yeah. um, and I letrosetted the text onto a little piece of acetate. Uh, put it in a an enlarger, photographic enlarger, and exposed it onto this 2016 piece of photographic fabric, like you would expose a photograph. And we biked it over to Catherine's studio, which fortunately was just around the corner from mine. And um, she got her, her team to seam stitch it onto a T-shirt dress and jumped in a cab and went to number 10. And, of course, that resulted in that photograph of her shaking hands and opening her coat so that the... The lettering was on full view. And I think it was on the front cover of every national newspaper the next day. What a fantastic story. Yeah, <laughs> and it would be fun. so much easier now, wouldn't it, with the technology we have these days Completely. to do something like that? Yeah, just order it on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and tell me a bit more about the cover art and which other bands you were involved with. Oh, goodness me. Um, a lot. Uh, we worked with Duran Duran. Um, we launched Radiohead. Um we worked with Eternal. Um, I also designed uh, sleeves for Pink Floyd, Momentary Lapse of Reason, the first sort of new Pink Floyd. Um, I worked with Robert Plant, Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin, uh, worked on the last Led Zeppelin album cover. Um, Diana Ross, ABBA. We did ABBA Gold yeah. and then more ABBA Gold <laughs> and sort of set the tone for the way that those compilations were designed. Again, for some reason, once we did ABBA Gold, other designers were just doing black sleeves with gold <laughs> lettering and a little thin gold border. Um, so that set off a whole other sort of design meme, if you like, for for the best ofs. Um, so, yeah, quite broad, quite broad. Uh, Kiri Tikanua, I seem to remember we worked with her as well. Um, Ray Davis from the Kinks, that was a, that was a fantastic photo session. He tipped up at the studio with his manager at about eight o'clock at night and said, "Right, I need an al- I need to leave with an album cover artwork." <laughs> and we were, you know, we did a whole photo session and uh, and, a, and an album artwork for him. And I think he went home about four a.m. with it tucked under his arm. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so do you still do any design work today? Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, I run a business called Eye to Eye uh, and we do a lot of branding, um, digital strategy, digital marketing for people. So I'm working on two branding projects at the moment. Um, one for a big uh, estate in Wales, the Raglan Estate, uh, which is launching in the summer for those of you that are looking forward to a staycation. <laughs> and um uh, a podcast, funnily enough, podcast uh, producer. 
Okay, so we're not here to talk about design today, we're here to talk about networking. So, something else that you're involved with, along with eye to eye, is Like Minds. So, can you tell me what Like Minds is and how it came about? Yeah, um, Like Minds is a global thought leadership platform. Um, so, we're a bit like TED, but TED for business. I think the FT called us TED for business. Um, it was founded in 2009 in the, in the teeth of the recession. Um, but social media had just really started to take hold, and particularly with Twitter, which had launched a, a year and a half before, um, we decided that um, we would do an event uh, about social media. And it came actually through Twitter. I, um, I was watching Stephen Fry on the TV um, when he was doing some show in, in America. And I thought, oh, I've never looked at Stephen Fry's website. And I went online with laptop and watching telly with the laptop on my knee, as you do. And uh, the first thing it said was, uh, you know, follow me on Twitter. Mm. So I thought, all right, OK, I'll join Twitter. So I joined Twitter. And the first thing that, of course, filled my stream were all the tweets from Stephen Fry, because mm. he was the only person I was following. And so I thought, what do you do on this thing? <laughs> uh, you're supposed to, you're supposed to sort of reply. You're supposed to engage and talk. So the most recent tweet was of a, a very, kind of the world's smallest frog, which was sitting on the tip of his finger <laughs> while he was shooting a documentary in the Amazon. And so I just tweeted back, how cute or something fairly innocuous. And he replied. <laughs> and I, and it just blew my mind that suddenly we, we were disintermediated from, from, um, celebrities or, or, uh, you know, business owners, mm. if you wanted to reach somebody and talk to them directly or talk to them in inverted commas, um, you could do so on this thing called Twitter. And so, uh, a, a guy, a guy got in touch with me. Now I've joined Twitter saying, you've got an interesting bio. Can we meet for a cup of coffee? Mm. So I said, sure. So we met up in Exeter, which is uh, close to where I live. And, um, he said, I want to do an event. Uh, I want to do a tweet up, which was something that we did a lot of in London, where you would just announce on Twitter, you were going to be in or bar one or, you know, yeah. the, the two chairmen at six o'clock. And if it, if anybody wanted to meet, they would all just turn up. Um, so it was like an instant party. Um, and I'd said, I thought they were a bit passe uh, and that maybe we should give it a bit of content. And why don't we invite somebody to talk about Twitter and talk about social media? And he said, that's a good idea. Let, we'll have another cup of coffee. I'll find somebody and we'll have another cup of coffee and sort it out. And the next time we met, he said he'd found two people and that they were flying in from the US. <laughs> okay, okay, whoa, this is a bit bigger than, you know, a couple of pints upstairs in a pub. Um, we need sponsors, you know, we need to find a decent venue. Why don't I find three more speakers that, from people I know in London and, um, and we'll do a half a day seminar. And that's what we did. And all we did was publicize it on Twitter. Uh, it was October, 2009 and 220 people turned up, <laughs> uh, which was amazing. And it made a profit. So I said, look, I think we should turn this into a business. I think we should do it again, do a whole day, um, do them regularly. Let's see where it takes us. And 12 years later, we've run an ideas festival every year, um, either in Exeter or London. We've done three in New York. We've done one in Helsinki with Nokia um, sponsoring us. 
and uh, I ended up running a whole series of business breakfasts every week, every Wednesday morning in London at different private members' clubs. Fantastic. And so how did things change this time last year, so March 2020? Yes, so obviously in-person events were completely out of the window. And fortunately, because of my background in tech, having founded a a digital agency back in 1994, um, I started to research the platforms that were available and came across one called Hopin. Um, spoke to the founder who told me he'd just raised $6 million um, to build it out, which gave me the confidence to uh, sign up for a, a, an annual account um, and launched the lockdown festival in April. Uh, and we had a 600 people from all over the world come online uh, and engage and chat. And it was just fantastic to, to hear from people in Mumbai and Tokyo and Switzerland and um, made it very, very dynamic. And I curated um, six speakers a day, every day for a week, wow. which, yeah, I don't quite know what made me do that, but um, <laughs> it was hard work. Um, and ran the whole thing just off a MacBook Air. Um, so it just shows you what you can pull together and um, because we've got an audience already obviously we were mm-hmm. able to put it out through all our social channels and our database and on LinkedIn um, so and we got a great sponsor on board Amaze uh, a financial services business um, and so we did it again in uh, May um, and then we started to come out of lockdown of course so I couldn't call it the lockdown festival and I thought about my business breakfast and and thought, well, I, I should just do those online as well. Why don't I just do a regular Wednesday morning? Um, was able to buy businessbreakfast.tv as the domain name mm-hmm. and um, launched it on July the 1st, um, Yeah, which happened to be a Wednesday. So we're now on episode 31. Um, and it's just a lovely thing to be involved in during the lockdown because you meet new people uh, it's a it's an appointment to view in the sense that everybody comes together in the morning for half an hour and we have a chat and we talk to the speaker live and then we watch a pre-recorded talk. Uh, I always do the pre-record for two reasons. One, in case the internet goes down mm-hmm. at their end, um, which is obviously happens. Uh, but secondarily, because it gives us a piece of long tail content. So it's a great piece of content for the speaker. They can put it on their website and share it on social media. Uh, and also, of course, it gives us great con- uh, content on our platform uh, at wearelikeminds.com. So um, they've been really successful. Uh, and then we have a Q&A, 15-minute, 10-minute Q&A after the talk. Um, and I think you know people come along because it's that opportunity to ha- do a little bit of networking and engage. Okay, it's not the same as doing it in person, but it sort of brightens up your week. Mm. So who do you find comes to those meetings? Um, I mean, you said you get people from all over the world coming, but what kind of businesses do you do you find come? Very broad. That, and that's the other really interesting thing. Um, there are lots of consultants, obviously, um, lots of people who are running businesses, helping other businesses uh, grow and scale, which is the whole objective of, of Like Minds. Um, uh, but also, you know, we get people from large retail banks, uh, lawyers, um, you know, professional services people, um, and people who are running retail 
stores, um, all, all sorts of different businesses, which again makes it really interesting. It's not just full of a, a particular sector of, of business society. Do you think it's a, a different audience that are coming now, things are online, to the audience you had when it was in-person meetings? Yeah, completely, because you're governed by location, aren't you? Mm. So if I'm doing a business breakfast in London, I'm only ever going to get people who live in the southeast who can travel, you know, an hour, hour and a half, something like that. Um, whereas now, as you say, not only do they come um, internationally, but they come from all over the country. Um, so I'm talking to people in Manchester and Nottingham and Birmingham and Glasgow and Edinburgh. Um, so again, that just gives you another insight into how people are managing nationally and you're not in this in this bubble mm -hmm. if you like this sort of southeast london bubble i mean i, li I live in devon I, I i broadcast these from uh, a little co-working space i have just on the edge of dartmoor so again you know i'm probably in a little bit of a bubble here uh, it's certainly not a london bubble um, but it's it's nice to mix the two together yeah do you see this um, continuing even when we go back to face-to-face -face meeting? Yes, definitely. Um, people talk about hybrid, and I don't really like the word hybrid. I much prefer enhanced. So when we come to do an in-person event, we'll still have a camera crew there live streaming. I mean, we've always live streamed keynotes, um, but we've never live streamed the smaller events because it's just not been practical. Mm -hmm. But in these days with, you know, the, the quality that you get from an iPhone, um, that's really all you need, an iPhone and a tripod and a decent mic. Uh, people forget that the most important thing about a video is actually the sound. Yeah. Uh, people will put up with dodgy pixelated video but so long as they can hear clearly what's going on. And it's when you lose the audio that people switch off. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what do you think the future looks like? I'm really looking forward to the future. I'm a, I'm a glass half full person. Um, I think that, again, you know, technology is providing us with these amazing platforms that you can use to enhance your business. And if you're not digital, you really do need to look at, at how you can involve digital in your business. And every business it doesn't really matter what you do whether you're in manufacturing or you're running a restaurant there's always some digital application that you can use to enhance your business and help you market it yeah absolutely so tell me now about the great british business festival and what that's all about well this this came about because there was a great big uh, in-person event happening uh, in london and of course with the pandemic they had to cancel it and they didn't do it online they didn't replace it with an online event mm. which i just thought was the strangest thing um so we very quickly pulled one together um in november last year um and the statistics that we got because of course the other thing the other benefit that you get with doing these things online is all the stats that you get and the and the back end um and when we looked at the stats uh, we had a 98.7% turnout wow. from the people who'd registered, which was just unbelievable. And they stayed on the platform for an average 600 minutes, <laughs> which is all day, basically. Yeah, yeah. 
And so from that, you know, you can read two things. Either they just were so engaged and, and loved it, um, they were dodging around listening to all sorts of different people talk, or they just had it on in the background uh, and they were emailing and, and working. And then when something popped up that was of interest, they probably stopped working and focused on uh, what was being said on the uh, on that particular talk. Um, but it, yeah, it just goes to show you uh, people will still, uh, I believe, engage online even when we all go back to um, meeting in person because again the the location-based situation is always going to be there if you're in Birmingham and you've really enjoyed listening to Light Minds you're going to keep listening to Light Minds you're not going to get on a train and and flog into London for an hour's business breakfast yeah yeah now since that was so successful I presume you're going to do something similar again we are. We are launching the second Great British Business Festival on March 31st. So if you go to greatbritishbusinessfestival.co.uk, uh, you can book there. Um, we've got about 35 speakers. Um, we've got over a 1,000 people pre-registered already. So I know it's going to be an amazing day. Um, so do come along and take a look. What kind of content can people expect? So we've got a, all our business breakfast uh, shows uh, are up there so you can watch things on demand you don't have to uh, make sure you tip up at a certain time but we've also got um, one of the government's um, entrepreneurial advisors Alpesh Patel speaking uh, about how to raise finance which is something that obviously most people are probably Mm -hmm. interested in at the moment Um, and we've also got somebody talking about mental health uh, and the impact on all of us of the constant Zoom calls that we that we have to um, take part in these days. And, it, and it, as an aside, it's interesting, I was thinking about this the other day, and I, I'd said to my wife, I've never seen myself so much in this year. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you get up, you, as, a, as a bloke, you get up, you look in the mirror, you might have a shave, that's the last time you see yourself all day. And yet here I am as soon as I come to work. Oh, here I am again looking at myself. (laughs) And it's also disconcerting for the viewer because you're you're never looking directly at the camera. Mm. You're looking slightly to the left or slightly to the right. And I just wonder why Zoom don't allow you the option to turn your camera off. Not so that they can't see you. They can still see you. But if you turn your camera off, you don't have to look at yourself and you can look at them. Yes. So you've got that that eye contact. Yes, and I, I, I know what you mean. I, I I try and look at my camera when I'm speaking to somebody directly, but then you're not you're not looking at them on the screen, so it's exactly. odd, odd for you, isn't it's it? Odd. Yeah, yeah, completely. So yeah. Uh, uh, maybe I'll write to them. <laughs> <laughs> Suggest it can't be that difficult. So come back to the uh, the, the, the festival then. Who is it for? Is it for any size of business? Is it good for solopreneurs, for small businesses, for larger businesses? It's very good for SMEs, yeah. So as we know, SMEs make up 85, 90% of um, this country's uh, businesses. Um, So you can book a workshop, uh, run a workshop. Uh, We've got 24 uh, workshops available across the day. Um, and they run for an hour, so you can do a sort of 40-minute talk and then have Q&A uh, with an engaged audience. Uh, or you can book a booth, so you can have a digital booth, and you can either sit, literally sit in your digital booth like you would a Zoom call, 
or you have a pre-recorded video that you can put in there and then there are obviously web links and um, email links and social media links for people to go in and explore what you have what your service offering is or your product is and and engage with you so we're looking for uh, over a hundred expo booths this year that sounds brilliant so it's not just a great event for for getting information but it's going to be a great event for networking as well completely yeah we've got speed networking and then we've also set up a virtual pub at the end of the day so you've got uh, the pool and darts room or the lounge <laughs> bar or the public bar to choose and go in and network at the end of the day the only unfortunate thing is you have to bring your own drinks <laughs> though it might be cheaper it'd be cheaper yes that's true very true or cheaper for me because normally i have to pay for the drinks yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a fantastic event and uh, very best of luck with it thank you very much liz thanks for listening to small business big network if you found this podcast useful please do rate review and subscribe and don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too